<laughs> okay, guys, welcome to the first episode ever nice. of <laughs> of Coffee with Kira. I'm nervous too, so we're in it together. Um, that is Oswald. You'll see him jumping up and down. Today we are joined, in my opinion, by one of the coolest guys to walk oh. this earth. <laughs> I put my glasses on for this. I'm you sorry. don't need your damn glasses. Put the glasses, Daddy. Put the glasses down. You look good though. Thank you, um, thank you. Some of you may know him as your favorite TikTok dad that loves his kids, but even more is obsessed with AKA my mom. Obsessed. Obsessed. How long have you married? We have been married for thirty years and together for thirty-four wonderful wow. years. And I love and he's fifty-six, her. y'all. Like, what well, fountain of youth are you drinking? June. I'll I, be fifty-seven. That's crazy. June. But I feel like it's the love. I feel like when you're happy and in love, you just yeah. have a glow and you like age in reverse. To some, you may know him as that beta male from the Jubilee YouTube video. <laughs> what is a beta male? I don't like, know. What is a beta male? As long as you're not the alpha, because I did not like what they were saying on that well, YouTube video. Back in my day, it was about being an alpha male, but what true, is true, attached true. to right now these days? Yeah. Not about it. You may know him, and that's probably how you came here as the Greens from TikTok. Yeah. And that one video that went crazy on the internet where he took out my weave, which is something that we've been doing since I asked him to start doing my hair. My mom is Caucasian, and <laughs> she did not know properly, honestly, how to do my hair. My dad had a sister growing up. Yeah. So he took some lessons from her, learned a little bit, and has taken care of my hair over the yeah. years, has given me braids, weaves, all that jazz. I did all of it. But really, the reason I did it is because it's expensive. Hair is expensive and the combination hair, people yeah. didn't know what to do with it and you had to protect it, you know. He also made me dresses growing up. Like this man went above and beyond. I know him as the best dad a girl could ask for. And even more than that, you know, he was what we're going to talk about on here, which is I think something that's not spoken about a lot. There's not a lot of awareness around it. People always ask me, why do you say this in your videos? What does his sexuality uh -huh. have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> and that is true. If you want to be labelless, that's fine. Like do you, but I like bringing visibility to especially bisexual men which is what my dad is because it's not spoken about a lot and even as a bisexual woman myself you know I have my own issues of not having that visibility while I was growing up and seeing that mm -hmm. so in general and I'm a little nervous with this podcast because it's my first time doing it I'm it's nervous. something I'm I know nervous. you guys don't know Kira is you know Kira is Kira but she's a little girl in our family who when you're sitting and having a good time will ask very probing questions I mean just like and just straight almost like a reporter straight to it and you're like oh so I'm a little I, nervous I just feel like I love <laughs> learning about people and yes we are a very close family as you guys see every day I feel like I learn more and more about people in my family especially my dad he's a very interesting person that's been through a lot in his life had the guts to come out as a bisexual man and honestly it's the first person I came out to because I saw him and his truth and I wanted to do that as well Aww. so I <laughs> thank you for that lastly before we get into the questions I wanted to say thank you guys for clicking on this video and watching it and probably like I said coming over from TikTok or love <laughs> island if that's where you know me from i really want you guys to get to know us more for us to get to know you guys more and just have honest conversations that we can all learn about each other bring awareness to things that we all believe and care about and have a good time and have some it's fun the only way to live only way to live okay First i want to can i oh, say yeah. you know the natural hair today oh so you can, i you took can, out my weave can, back in the day you can say if somebody can i root you to feel if it's all yours if it's yeah all yours. you guys will probably see a different hairstyle in every, every podcast every week because that's what i do i have a new personality every week so my hair must match but today that change it's all, Today it's all you. Today all this you. is all me. All I did you. straighten my hair, so it's not my natural curl. No, be out here. I'll do that for It'd an episode. Be, yeah. yeah, your girl used to have an afro. You used to do that one time on here, doing the afro. Oh, I'm gonna do it all. <laughs> Tell me in the comments what you guys want me to do hair-wise for the next episode. <laughs> in general, I want to start out with just a wellness check. How are you feeling in this moment? In this moment, mm -hmm. I'm feeling the best I've ever felt in my life. 
I really am is I want to, first of all, not let anything steal my joy. Because, you know, being a dad and being, you know, a brother and being a husband, I'm not happy unless my people are happy. And I'm really realize that everything is usually okay. So I'm trying to understand that and let that be part of me. Don't let pe- things destroy my peace. The other thing is to let go of control. Yeah, Let you go know? of the things you can control. Very true. Yeah, because, you know, I'm very open with my kids, but I think there was a part in their life where I felt them growing and I, I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to hold on. You know, it's really hard from going and saying to you guys, don't burn your hand mm-hmm. to like, yeah, go live your life. Yeah. You know, so I had, I'm practicing releasing control. That's another thing. And just, I just feel as healthy. Your mother has me as healthy as I've ever been in my life. So I'm feeling my good. My mom takes the best care of him. So I'm I get why good. you're obsessed. Yeah. But I mean, you guys honestly take care of each other. Yeah. That's going to be a whole nother episode. It is my parents love. Another yeah. episode is going to be about how we didn't get along for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this episode is about bringing visibility to bisexual men and what my dad stands for and who he is and how much I've appreciated him for being himself, you mm-hmm. know, and walking into a room. I remember being really little and he would come into like my classroom saying kindergarten, painted nails, jewelry, dreads, and... I would sometimes just be like, locks, I mean. Sometimes pigtails. Sometimes pigtails. And I would be so embarrassed. And I would even say to him, I would be like, daddy, dads don't wear nail polish. Dads don't do this. Like none of the other dads are doing this. And I feel so bad to this day for doing that because you just always had the guts to live in your truth. Can I say something about the locks things really quickly? Because I saw you like correct it yourself. I understand what people say about locks versus dreadlocks Mm -hmm. because our hair should be nothing to be dreaded. Mm -hmm. Why am I dreading this? They're locks. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, again, words mean different things in different generations. And me being 56... I remember my grandfather. Yeah. You know, my grandfather, the word colored. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you didn't call someone black. You called them colored. Yeah. Like, that was a fight. But now, in this day and age, if you call someone colored, mm-hmm. it's more so a fight. So I think it's just where our generations, like, kind of separating what words yeah. what words mean to us. Hey, and I think you're the one with them. So whatever, whatever you want. I don't care. And that's what, when it comes back to labels is what I'm saying, guys, is live in your truth and, and be you. And if you don't have a support system or a family that you're close to, have a chosen family. I don't mm-hmm. always mean that, you know, or come sit here with us yes, for yeah. a couple minutes every week because yeah. this will be a weekly thing and let's just chat and talk and questions always questions because then we'll answer them for you guys always questions okay here we go all right oh. and as i always like to say it's not for clicks it's for awareness mm-hmm. and we want this to say as safe a place for everyone as possible including our guests yes and our friends behind the screen yes. so please stay respectful in the comments please guys Thank you. <laughs> did i miss anything in that introduction i don't think so anything you want the people to know about you before we dive um, in no you you said it all perfectly i'm a man who loves my family and is just mm-hmm. living every day to try to be the best me I can be. And then to try to help other people be the best thing can be. I best love that. Can be. And lastly, if you hear little scurries, we have two cute chihuahuas with us. You so. guys know the dogs in the family. <laughs> if, you, if you follow us, you, they know might the, the make a cameo. Yeah, you know the chihuahuas are running around every place. So when did you... <laughs> And as you guys know, if my dad is ever a guest on the show again, he will always have his glass of wine. But you know that from TikTok. (laughs) Okay. First question. When did you first come out as a bisexual man? Okay. And not be on the down low. Uh, Call it back in the day. Well, Um, that's just the closet in this day. You know, because all growing up, I knew at a very young age. And I was always a very person that was about sexuality. That's just what I love. And I always had a crush on a guy and always had a crush on a girl growing up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if I was with a guy, he knew, but nobody else knew. And then if I was a girl, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, I made a deal with myself when I graduated from high school when I was going way out of town because I lived I grew up in a very small town Sunday 
church every week. And so when I went away to school, a different state, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is my time to reinvent myself. I don't have to worry about people from middle school because I went to the school with the same people at, from grade school until I graduated. Middle school is hard. That's the hardest one too. Right, and it wasn't in the 80s. Kids are not nice. It's the late 70s <laughs> and the 80s. So there was no like what you guys have yeah. now. When I went away to college and I started introducing myself and I would get into conversations with people, I still was really tentative about it. I didn't mm-hmm. really talk about it. Your mm-hmm. mother. Then I met her. I met your mother. Um, and after dating her for about three weeks and thinking it was going to get kind of serious, I had to sit down with her. She but she tells the story much better Three than weeks? Me. That's better than most guys these days, I'll well, tell you. Three weeks and he knew it was getting serious. Yeah, I like you know, that. Well, <laughs> it was three weeks. After three weeks of like being friends and kind of dating, I thought I wanted to move that next level. And yeah. I was like, if I'm going to do this with someone, I've got to be fully honest about who I am. She, Like I said, she tells the story much better than me, but I set her down and I was like, I have something to tell you. I think you're going to hate me forever because that's what I was raised with. Like, thank you. That you know, yeah. I think you're gonna hate me forever, but I have something to tell you. And she looks at me with these big eyes, like, "What are you about to tell me?" And she'll tell it that she thought I was about to tell her that I murdered someone or Gosh. or something like that. And I said, "Look, I just want you to know, in my past, I have dated women mm-hmm. and I've dated men." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Okay," and I'm like, "She's like, that's it." <sighs> And I'm like, that's it. And she's like, I'm like, are you okay with that? She's like, whatever this is going on, I'm falling in love with and I like. So if that's part of who you are, that's part of who you are. So that gave me the courage to come out to my family. You know, I called my parents, I called my sister, I called everyone I loved and it didn't change. Nothing changed. My mom and dad actually made me a little upset because I was like, I called them and I was thinking they were going to go like, oh my God, oh my God. And I said, you know, I have something I want to tell you. And I told them and my mom is on the phone with me and she's like, Ralph. Ralph, my dad. And she's like, this boy on the phone trying to tell me he's bisexual. Like I did know the whole time he was growing up. And I'm like, if you would have just, because my mom and I talk about everything, but that was something we never went there. And I was like, if she would have done that back then, it would probably relax everything for me. Um, My sister was just like not surprised. Um, Just part of who I've always been. And and then it was just kind of like part of who I am. Like it just came out of my mouth like water. But I love in general, just to go back to you saying that with mommy, knowing that it was going to get serious, that you knew that you had to be open and honest with her it's the first time in my life about that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like a beautiful thing to just have that trust in yourself and like have that courage to tell this person that you really want to get serious with who you fully are and something that you probably didn't accept or maybe not like about yourself for a while, yeah. you know, or oh, have that. We'd, we'd pray that it would go away. Exactly. But in general, it is beautiful, though, that Nana and Mommy and yeah. everyone was so accepting yeah. because, you know, we know a lot of people don't have that. And it's really hard yeah. if you feel like you don't have people that are going to accept you. So that was a beautiful thing. That, that you have close relationships yeah. that will stop if you say something. But there but, is like that weird inner shame, I will say, that even I have as a bisexual woman where it's crazy. Like I came out to you. You cried. Even I, though I'm a bisexual dad, you cried like, you're like, daddy, I have something to tell because, you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> it's so weird. And I even came up in a more progressive time where it was more accepted. And we'll get into visibility once again yeah. and how it has even gotten better and better. Yeah, yeah I bawled my eyes out to you because yeah. I was just, it's this weird inner shame that I don't know how it's in you because I I was even raised by parents who were so accepting and from a very young age, love who you love. Yeah. You know, yeah. you are worthy of love in any capacity, in any form that you want it. So for me, it's very confusing to have that inner shame. Yeah. To my dad, who is the first guy after yeah. you came out as a bisexual man? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you came out to mommy and you were with her. So right. when you were in the closet, who was yeah. like the first guy you had a crush on? Ooh, I mean, I... 
crushes started very early. Like that's one of the reasons I knew I was a bisexual. That was bisexual because when I was in grade school, and you know, you get a crush on a girl to get a crush on a guy. I um oh the story about how I found out. But anyway, I always had a crush on like a male teacher and a female teacher, yeah. a, 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 a boy in my class, a girl in my class. Yeah. Um, the first romantic relationship I had where I thought whoa was a, a guy named. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. my ex's. I know, and I never told you that before. <laughs> and, he, that, and my ex is a bisexual man. <laughs> I, I, I I'm never, like, did we date the same guy no, from past no, times? Oh no, no, he's a <laughs> he's a newscaster in some. I don't even know where he is. I know he became a newscaster, and he's like on on the news somewhere. But um, that was my longest. <laughs> it was crazy. That was my longest relationship. We were in a friend group, and mm-hmm. it kind of slipped into like, hey, you about it? Yeah, you about it? You know, and that yeah. went on. I think that was my longest male relationship. Yeah, but um, you didn't share it with other people. It was no, just he was my best friend who stayed over. Every night. Gotcha. One of one Zanana, of the things my mother, Nana probably knew. The last one of the things she said. One of the things she said to my dad when she said to me on the phone, she was like, "Did you think I think <laughs> was staying over all that time, all those different nights because you guys were just buddies?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> was just waiting for you to have like your yes, moment i'm sure that. that's how you were with me because yeah. my first crush as well was my english teacher and like i think sixth grade i always knew as well but yeah you definitely were the person that i was like i'm gonna come out to do you you know you came out to me twice what do you mean was you i drunk remember? the first time no, no. <laughs> i was like did i block no. out you came out first around seven or eight six seven or eight you said to me with the big little eyes daddy i might like guys and i might like girls and i said you wear corlears and i was like so I don't even remember I do. that. I said, so what? What is that? What big deal? And they went away. Never said anything else about it. And then when you were probably about 15, 16 ish is when we had the, the, the more adult the, when you cried to me, we were watching. I'm about to cry now. No, I don't we, even remember that. But we, I'm like, little Kira what, had the guts to do that. And of course, once again, to you we were, is like. We were watching Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. And one of our favorite songs in Greatest Showman, if you got Greatest Showman this fans, is this is me. <laughs> <laughs> and the best song ever. It. We're watching it. We're singing along to it. And all of a sudden, she got these tears in her eyes. And I'm like, what's wrong? You're like, daddy. I, I, and I'm like, girl, why are you daddy, me? The Greatest Showman just came out recently. I was not a little kid. You were. The Greatest Showman was years ago. <laughs> no. The, I keep on looking no, at my, no, no. my brother's doing no. the sound in production. So if you see that me laughing a, over here, it's to my brother. That was the second time. The okay. first time you went No, careers, I yeah. came out to you when I was sitting on the table. And I came back from school. And The Greatest Showman was not out yet. That's when you were a little girl. Daddy. What? The Greatest Showman just came out. Do you remember in Baltimore you turned around crying to me when The Greatest Showman was on? I guess I just maybe have a terrible freaking memory. Yeah. Your phone. When did it come out? The Greatest Showman. No, that's when it was like a summer. I remember like it was just your friend was there. Is it really that old of a movie? Catherine was there and you were 2017. No, I was 21. Oh, wow. I had already had a girlfriend, Daddy. Wow. So maybe but, it was another movie. Uh, maybe it was another maybe movie. Maybe your memory. You got to do some of those mind games on an app. We got to download them an app, well, broski. But, literally, you but came the, out twice. I young. no, I'm sure we just. But we do watch The Greatest Showman all the time, and it is one of our favorite movies because I think when you feel like an outcast or you're not the norm, like even growing up, I didn't see a lot of even bisexual women, lesbians, or if they showed it, I'm like. I keep on getting emotional. My voice gets choppy. I don't know why. But <laughs> I'm just your like, nerves because we're talking about. No, I, I'm not nervous anymore. I just keep on getting emotional. Like even talking about The Greatest Showman because feeling like a misfit and not seeing people on the mm-hmm. screen that look like you. Like yeah. even for a while, I questioned my sexuality because I can be very femme. And then some days I do want to throw on a snapback and be more masculine. But it's just so hard to feel accepted. And This Is Me, one of the songs from The Greatest Showman, I think we just always blast it because we do. both relate to it so much. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you feel like, like yeah. you, you matter, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is yeah. remind yourself you out there, watch the movie, and you're a fan, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. what we're talking about. 
So everyone reacted great, which Ooh. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky. I was very blessed with that because that's not always a situation. Yeah. But going into it yourself, especially then. But marrying a woman and, yeah. of course, as you know, starting a family. I have yeah. two beautiful, amazing siblings as well. I'm yeah. the middle child. Yeah. Middle child problem. <laughs> um, why I like to be in front of cameras. Attention. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Seven reality shows deep. But, you know. <laughs> Having kids and knowing that you were going to possibly have a son yeah. You know, did you feel like not being a very like you're not a sporty guy? Yeah. I won't say you're not a masculine guy or like a macho guy because right. what does that mean? You right. know, but I'm more into martial arts. Less you're football. more into <laughs> doing your daughter's hair martial and creating arts, clothes and yoga. Yeah, tai chi. so <laughs> maybe having a son come. You know, did you ever feel like, oh, am I capable of being a dad? And this is not me saying like an opinion, but just mm-hmm. like being able to relate to him if he was like that kind a straight of straight dude, like he is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he loves basketball no, and no, because you know what? I really um, having children to me means you have to open yourself to things that you probably would never. That's what children do for us. Yeah, you've made me grow. Oh. Riley's made me grow. Tori's made me grow. And I think if you do parenting, I don't I don't want to say the right way, but maybe one of the ways that makes you a better person mm-hmm. is you grow with your children. So I always knew that if he was going to be into sports, you know, yeah. and like I'm a basketball fan. I yeah. would never. I now remember, you are not. Right. <laughs> I remember your sister because she's the oldest. And before he, you know, he's six, but he's four years younger than her or mm-hmm. something like that. And we never had any sports in the house. And when yeah. he got into it, I remember her literally coming into the living room one afternoon and was like, what is basketball doing? Or what household, what has he done? <laughs> so I always knew yeah. that, um, but I always tease him. I'd be, a, I'd, be a great, I'd be a great dad for a gay guy. But you know. I know, I I'm always say that. Do you sometimes <laughs> wish, for the longest I actually thought I was a lesbian and I just kind of in my early 20s realized that I liked men. Yeah. <laughs> um, so having a son, do you almost wish like, oh, I wish no. because there's so many no, like you know, men in the world that don't have a dad that would ever accept the well, like gay. I, said, I tease him. I'm wasted on him. But no, um, I think it's, you're wasted on him. I, I think it made a funny dynamic between the two of us yeah. that, you know, I him being so straight and me being like a, a bi dad and yeah. sometimes a little feminine with my stuff. It, yeah. And it just made for comedy for me. Yeah. And um, I think I mean, you have to ask him, but I think it made for comedy for him, too. And it was kind of something a little different. You know, I don't know how he would say he felt about it, but that's the way I felt about it. I felt about it was kind of like a joking thing. Well, what would be your advice to dads out in the world that have you know a son in the lgbtq plus community like advice that you could give them this is my advice as someone in the community this is my advice to all parents y'all hear me love your children learn to love your children for who they are not for what you want them to be it took me a long time to learn that lesson. Like I said, at one point I was holding on a little too tight and I really had to step back and say, yes, I have all these visions of how I thought their lives were going to turn out, you know, and um, they have their own visions and they're going to do that. So my advice is love them for who they are and not who you want them to be. And you had to learn. Yeah, you had, I had to, to learn, learn that. as well. That's why for yeah, I'm still I think maybe it. almost a full year, I didn't look this man in the eyes yeah. because we both had growing to do on our own sides. Yeah. But like it was like meeting in the middle. I think that's any relationship, family, friends, significant yeah. other is just accepting people for who they are, Mm -hmm. having your boundaries, of course, and meeting them in the middle if it is a place where you guys can move to a point that works for both of you. And, you know, to to me, family is different than friendship. You know, that's the one difference. Like with a friend, if they piss you off and you don't speak for however long, I always say you see them and you kind of catch up. If you have a relative, if it's not toxic, if you have a relative, and when I mean toxic, I mean real toxic. I was about to say, yeah, if it's not a healthy situation, you can definitely cut family off. with, um, With a relative, you have to fight to try not to let that happen because yeah. when you have that time apart all and you do get back together, all you're going to talk about is the time we wasted and why didn't we work it out. Mm. So I think when it comes to family, you have to try extra hard to as make it As long as it's a safe place. As long as it's a safe place. Um, 
I love that. I love you. I love you. I'm so happy you're my first guest. Let me get into Lydia over there. Though. I don't know. You're going to be telling people stuff that we don't want them to know. <laughs> I'm joking. That's editing. We almost tell you guys everything. <laughs> After now doing podcasts, you guys are going to like know everything because I'm trying to be as unfiltered. Um, yeah. Unfiltered. Unfiltered as possible. Okay. So this is like the most asked question on TikTok when I post a video of my dad. Everyone knows that he's bisexual, especially though when he's with my mom. I get these questions all the time where how have he's been in a marriage, in this committed relationship with your mom, which yes, they are monogamous. A lot of people say that's, that as well. That's one of the questions like, I want to oh, like answer. Right then you're away. bisexual. You like both. They must be swingers or they must be no. poly. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my parents are monogamous mm-hmm. and committed to I each al- other in that way. I always say it's hard enough to deal with one relationship. I don't need two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or three. <laughs> but you know, if that fits your boat, do your thing. Do your Literally. Judgment-free zone do here. Your thing, check them um, but how do you feel when people are like, how are you bisexual if you've been married for 30 years? Right. Well, um, that doesn't change my sexuality. That doesn't change what I'm attracted to. That just says about my commitment. Mm-hmm. Because I've been with a woman for 34 years doesn't mean that my bi- bisexuality all of a sudden goes away. Yeah. You know, it is that's part of who I am. And mm-hmm. I embraced that because for so long I didn't embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, that speaks to my commitment. And I'm a man that's committed. And, you know, I, and I go back to also because people are like, well, don't you feel like you're putting a part of your, yourself aside? Well, I don't have to because, like you said, I could have two relationships. I could, I could find two people that would be OK with that. Yeah. But the decision I made was not to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like and I have to bring it to you because one, she has a shirt line that I love. And the reason I love it, it's called what? Your line, your T-shirt. Somewhere in the rainbow. Somewhere in the rainbow. And when we when you <laughs> were coming up with that and we were talking back and forth how you wanted to have something that embraced everyone. Yeah. That's the way I feel. Like mm-hmm. I have several friends in the community and I'm sorry, you know, you talk about top and bottoms. Well, I have friends who- Don't apologize. Who, but, this is an open conversation. Oh yeah, no, I, you, but you say talk about who's the top, yeah. who's the bottom. Oh. I have friends who are, uh, I would say a little gay mm-hmm. and then I have friends who are very gay. What do I mean? Like I have a friend who he likes girls and guys, but he likes guys more. And he, this it's is a college a, friend. It's a spectrum. It's and, a spectrum. And, and honestly, I, everyone's different. That's why I feel like I get so annoyed too when people are like, oh, what do you like more? Right. Because to me, I just, like people but that's a preference of for you me for me i've always preferred women i find men attractive and you know hey but at the end of the day i've always been more attracted to women you know that's just always been my pendulum it's not i think it would be harder for me to be honest to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship with a guy than with a woman because society No, because of what my preference is, what my preference intimately is. Well, like I said, it's all a spectrum and you just have to live your truth. And I think sometimes even more. I don't care what society thinks. You should know that by now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't always not care. And we are human. We care a little bit. I stopped caring. Literally, I stopped caring when I went away to school. And then once my family and my loved ones knew about me and the person, Mm -hmm. my strongest person in my life, my wife who gave me the, well, not my wife at that time, gave me the courage to come out. After that, it was like those who, there's a saying, always mess it up those who mind don't matter mm-hmm. and those who don't care like really care about you yeah you know you know what i'm trying to say i but messed I, it up I, but. I still think though with society that there are things like engraved into us that we don't even know in our subconscious because of stuff that we saw growing up baby one of the good things about getting older is you give less fucks I know when I'm getting there. I'm getting there more and more. But I, I do think that there are things that we're not even aware of sometimes mm. and why growing mm-hmm. up in a family that was so accepting. My dad, literally a bisexual man. And I still had that inner shame when I came out to you and felt and gross. That's and mom. that sounds so terrible. That's but. about your mom. 
Yeah. Your mom doesn't care about it. Like you talk about me, you know, because I'm in the community. Your mom mm. is an ally, as they call it. Ally. ally. <laughs> and she's stronger about it than me. Like she's yeah. just like, you know, your mother, she's like, don't judge that person. Don't do this. You know, like she's really, my wife is like the one of the most open, try to not even think of people as race and, mm-hmm. and gender and that stuff, you know. So you've always just had people. her strong, two strong parents who did yeah. that. Yeah, and you made a strong ass. That's right. I love my right children here. do that. <laughs> <laughs> what stigmas that are true slash aren't do you think are the most popular for bisexuals especially bisexual men i think it is true i think a lot of people are afraid to get involved with a bisexual person because this is what we, this is another thing we hear all the time how can sherry deal with him being attracted to women and men it's hard enough to worry if he was just attracted to, to women, women. Yeah. now i got two pools like she's a very that's confident. so crazy to me though like and i had someone say that to me like last week and i'm like it's down to the person and if they are willing to be committed if they're trustworthy if you guys have this, the right boundaries like all that different stuff Mm -hmm. because any straight man can easily just be into women and still cheat more than a bisexual man that is committed, you know? So I never thought about that. That is a true, like, all right. It's like I, saying I like say a here, guy I've likes never, blo- I've never had an affair. I'm saying here in front of her because people always Yay. ask me. I've never, like, I'm not judging anybody, but. These days we're like, really? <laughs> but but I know of so many of my male friends who were married, weren't attracted to both sex and they've had affairs with, and had yeah. divorces because of sleeping with another woman. So, you know, you look at someone a bisexual and say, oh, they're never going to be able to. Like we're more promiscuous or something like it genuinely because it's so over sexualized, especially for women, you know, where you see two girls kissing on a show. It's usually at least when I was growing up, it's getting way better now. But it was usually almost for the male gaze. It always felt like it wasn't for women. Yes, it wasn't to show their love. It was like the hot, sexy scene. So I think once again, that's like those things that are just like planted into our heads where then you have people that I won't say are like are uneducated, but it's like, oh, you're bisexual. So you're more promiscuous or you can't be committed to one person because you like both sexes. No, it's just down. Or you're just not coming out yet. Is your, is your, is your, is your, that's another one. It's a, that's another one. I cannot stand. You're on the journey of realizing. I've been a long, you know, I've been a long transition. And for some, they are scared (laughs) to fully, you know, come out and like, yeah. So everyone's own journey. But when someone comes to you and they say their sexuality, I I think it's just so terrible to question that. And it's really harmful also for people to feel like they can be themselves and also be attached to who they truly are. Like, it's just someone said that to me the other day. They're like, you're barely out of straightville. And I was like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? And it it hit my insecurities once again of being like, oh, I didn't look like the girls that were into girls on my TV screen. So maybe I'm not into girls or maybe I should dress a certain type of way so people know and I'm more accepted in the community. Like, no, because we get it from both sides. Yeah, we get it from from the straight people. We get, you know, what we get from the straight people. Oh, you're just a freak. And from the, the community, we get not all. But, you know, well, yeah, I'm yeah. generalizing yeah. because you, yeah. we're talking about stereotypes. Yeah. Stereotypes, so I'm generalizing. Yeah. Um, and then from the community, we get, oh, you're just not there yet. Yeah, it's like it's already so hard to come out and be yourself. Let's not judge each other like inside of the community. You know, Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. that is something that I will never understand. But it's very prevalent and happens to this day. It happens to me all the freaking time. And like bouncing off of that, do you feel like people in the community may look at you and your sexuality a little differently because you're in like a heterosexual relationship? 
Yeah. Yes. I am told all the time, no, you're not. I, either I've been masking myself this whole time with your mother mm -hmm. or I'm a freak. I'm just not bisexual. I'm just, just that I, I, you know, I dabbled in college. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully to you guys, the majority of you, our community over on that other platform that we all love so much, like mm -hmm. you guys are very loving and accepting. Yes. So don't ever think that we're like gearing any of the sea, but it's always no. just an honest kind of conversation of our personal journeys and what we've gone through. And I feel like what we're talking about is um, like I could sit here and talk about all this positive support I mm -hmm. get on, on special on TikTok. Mm -hmm. like, it's lovely. But what we're talking about, I feel like, is the negative comments we get yeah. where we have to delete or block. Because it's crazy. When you <laughs> post your life on the internet, <laughs> which I kind of do, and yeah. I mean, I've always used it as a journal. It's self-expression for me. It's I never always felt like I had that community around me, even friend-wise, that I was able to build that on social media with all of you guys, and I really am so grateful of for it. Well, can I ask you a question about that? Because literally, you know, people say when you you, you post your life, you get what you deserve. You get what you deserve when people say Oh yeah, say that's things. what I was saying. But it, it, it's it's like, yes, you're opening yourself up. People are going to have judgments. People are going to say things. But it's so crazy. One comment out of 500. The rest are great. That one comment I will think about for like yeah, a week. Yeah. It's really hard. And it's usually a profile with no photo or strangely mm -hmm. enough, like a man with wife and kids or like families. And I'm like, why are a parent? And I'm like, why are you on my right. mid 20 year old booties right. page right now right. trying to like take me down a peg or judge me for who I am? And the Internet is a beautiful place because it brings everyone together and we can have conversations like this but it's also you have to be aware that yeah like we but, do in a way sign ourselves up for but do we sign judgment. Our, do we sign ourselves up for a situation of freeing people to be toxic i don't know if i totally agree with that for instance in middle school because we talk about middle school if i go to middle school one day and i decide to wear a purple bouffant wig and walk down the hall mm -hmm. work is that saying i open my i'm oh you're opening yourself to be teased then uh, i get what you're saying no yeah. i'm not i'm expressing myself mm -hmm. i'm not opening myself for toxic not yours but toxicity from other people mm -hmm. i don't know i don't totally agree with that i don't think anytime bullying people especially from behind the screen just because you're sharing your life and you're happy with your life and you're sharing it opens you up to it it's okay for people to be toxic well, I just block. <laughs> Me too. And people will be like, oh. But don't you want to comment? Sometimes I'm like... I have no, to, I have because to, I think I have to when rise you, above. I got to do a Bella, yeah, Michelle Obama. I, I got to go high. <laughs> I think everything is like an energy transfer. So even responding to those people is an energy transfer. And also, I think when people reach out and they say really bad things, I feel for them because you must be in a really, really sad place in your yeah. life that you feel the need to say something mean to someone yeah. that you don't even know or think that you know. But I know I, I, I twitch you guys to go high and I go high, but sometimes it would feel really good to get dirty. With oh, them. I've definitely gone low. Trust See, me. But I'm ago. most of the time I will just block, <laughs> and then people are like, "You're so weird for blocking." Blocking. And I'm I don't care. I want to protect my energy. And like I said, the majority of you guys are so sweet and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful We're for that. that. Yeah. Literally, so yeah, blessed, so grateful for you guys. And not only that, for you guys who are defensive too, you see other people making comments that they shouldn't. You guys are you guys are like, oh no, don't go there. Did you have any like childhood celebrity crushes? Ooh, Lee Majors. Okay, I don't and Farrah Fawcett. Oh, okay. Million, I know fair because we're a Charlie's man. Angels family. The original. Yeah, six million dollar man. What's her husband? And also Tom Jones. Okay. And play Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Oh. Did you have any celebrities that were out that you had a crush on? Bisexual men? Any? Oh, that was, you know. Oh, I can't remember his name. It's a very famous author. And not in the closet. And then you found out, like, you yeah, were no. able to see someone visibly on your TV screen oh. that you could relate to. In that way. Baldwin. You're going to laugh when, you, when people look him up. Um, James Baldwin, I think his name is. It's, what, I'm just, who, what was his? He's an author. 
he's a writer and he was very famous in the 60s going into the 70s mm-hmm. speaking about black rights and um, he was out he was an out, out gay man and I just found him um, you know he, people wouldn't say he was very attractive but his his passion mm-hmm. for the, how he spoke of James Baldwin how he spoke about things and I had a crush on him I love that and he was out yeah he was out but could you like on one hand could you count out bisexual men that you were able to see well, there was no on bi- your TV screen. There was no bisexual men. So, and that's what I want to even gay. get into because... I grew up in a, I grew up in a period of women, if, if people were in the room, especially guys, and they saw two women kiss, it was like, ooh, yeah. oh, oh, But when they started having two men kiss, oh, oh my God. And I used to say to them, you know, just before I came out... I, I think said, it's hot. I don't I care. Would say, <laughs> I would say to people when I, when I was younger, before I even came out, I would even challenge and say, what is the difference? Oh, that's different when two girls kiss versus two guys. What is the... Yeah. What? Yeah. What? I and never understood that. But that's the thing. I, you know, even for me, I saw visibility of like girls kissing, but it was always, I think, in a sexualized way. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like though it's getting better of us seeing more visibility? You I know? feel like it's getting better, but I feel like a very, I feel overall it's getting better with most people because there's not a family that you can meet these days because people are out of the closet mm-hmm. that doesn't have a gay, bisexual in the family situation. Yeah. You can accept it or not, but it's really hard to find a family that yeah. doesn't have. I do feel like there's this very vocal, small group of people that are seeing the, the change mm-hmm. and are pushing back. But I felt like that's the same thing that went on with black people like in the 60s and late 70s where a lot of the black rights started. Mm-hmm. You had a huge pushback. I think look about Obama. We have mm-hmm. a black president. Look what came right after. You're getting political. Right? No, it's just a pushback. I'm just saying I'm not going to get political. It's just a pushback. <laughs> and I feel like right now, look what happened with Target. You know, I feel like right now because things are changing and people are becoming more acceptable, you have this very small group that are like, no, yeah. I like things the way they were. Go back into the closet. But I do think it is changing for the better. But like you said, yeah, people will see a Target commercial or a Dove commercial and mm-hmm. there's two women with their kids right. or two men with their kids. That and people are like, back in the day. or I'm not <laughs> shopping from there anymore. And it's almost like a rebel. But I do think that there is a bigger group, or at least I want to believe that there's a bigger group that oh, definitely. times are definitely changing. And oh, definitely. I do think that my daughters one day, oh, yeah. my sons or... yeah whatever they want to be are going to be are going to have people on their TV screens that they can relate to besides mommy and mommy or if I'm in a heterosexual relationship that they can relate to. Um, But don't get me wrong. It's still, you know, my son Riley gets upset when I say this. It's a slow thing. And, you know, I'm at the age where I do see things slowly changing. mm -hmm. I know things are much better for the community than when I was your age. Yeah. And my sure. son's age. For so sure. things do. Still a lot of work drift. to do. But Still a lot of work. I think that's where these conversations and just being open and learning more whenever people ask questions or they say, oh, is your dad a swing? Or, oh, how is your dad bisexual if he's been with your mom for this long? I never get angry at the questions. Like no. those are still respectful questions to no. me because, yes, of course, you can educate yourself. We all know that. But I'm very OK to do that on my yeah. platform. I'm very too. OK for people to really ask those questions and for me to get them honest answers. Like I will never react in a negative way unless no. you're like commenting in a negative way (laughs) yeah like but so always put questions down below in the videos if you have more questions for me to ask all right we had to take a little break because he had to get a a new glass of wine (laughs) i'll be joining you You after but i was too nervous i've been slurring over here it's making me calm about these questions because sometimes i flash back to oh my god when i was your age and answering questions like this maybe a little younger it was just such a taboo yeah and now i just feel so free to like be who I am. And you know what? That's how I say how kids make you grow. Mm-hmm. Because even though my mom was accepted in my family, but you've made me grow. Being a part of the community and us having that together. You know, so I thank you for that. And thank you for the opportunity of like, you know. I'm 
just doing something doing like amazing this. and i'm so grateful that you oh. said yes to coming over yes, and doing I'm, this with me. let's do it let's go and Next taking question. time away from your I'm woman because yeah, i know I'm how not, obsessed yeah, you are you know i want her in my back pocket I, you know uh, she needs space i don't need space i like it like this there's no space between <laughs> all us. right next <laughs> question <laughs> what movie was that there's no space between Dead. us that first you know, last hit right now okay <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that you were the first person that i came out to and then were you surprised at all i wasn't surprised like i said because when you were younger we had that little conversation part. where you, you, I think you were trying to shock me, which I don't know why you would shock me. I think sometimes you just would forget when you were younger. You know? I it still wasn't forget everything. No, no, forget that your dad's bisexual because it wasn't oh. something I threw in your face. So I think when you said that to me, you probably were young and you didn't even run. I was just like, yeah. I think just because me being a part of the community, you felt safe with me. And, you, and we had talked about, as you grew up, some of the struggles I had with being open myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you were like, well, he's going to understand. Like your mom, you knew what understand too and love you no matter what she's like girl whatever you know but I think with me it was more of a thing of like he will get it you know and we've grown a lot from it but I do think for a while it was you were very strict with us and on us and and we can talk about this in a different conversation like expected a lot and expected certain things that didn't always align with me so Mm -hmm. I think in a way too I was Mm -hmm. like is this going to be okay Mm -hmm. and like we've had conversations and grown from it and finding my truth and like his and like I said meeting in the middle of what he saw my life to be so I guess some I maybe that's what it was where I I was kind of nervous in that way and came to you and and wanted to see a reaction because obviously like your parents they hold so much value in like feeling good about yourself If, Mm -hmm. if they're proud of you it really does make you happier so I do I'm so grateful for my parents and that they accept me and I feel for the people that don't have that support system but like I said one day you can create your own family and be that for your kids and then your kids grow up enough I think especially to like where we're getting that we can support you right back and love you right back and that's a beautiful blessing tell you how amazing you are like that your kids can give that back to you at a certain age so you can create that as well but but also I think if you want your kids to respect you one of the things you have to grow at you have to grow out of just telling them what to do and mm-hmm. actually live in that life because they see you. Yeah. And uh, your adult children will call you out. What, you want me to do such and such? Are you doing blah, blah? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, very true. You, <laughs> so, you know, you have to kind of grow like, with Daddy, that too. Reel it in. Exactly. Y'all know. Like, you know. You know, I have to Man, say. Man, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And look, you guys see the fun side of me. Growing up, you know, I was a strict dad. You know, I was very fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was raised in a household different from your mom, a household where, you know, your parents say jump, you say how high. You know, and your mother was raised in a household where you could speak your piece. Yeah. So I had to get kind of used to that because she was raising children to speak your piece. And I was like, what'd you say? And a very religious <laughs> background, <laughs> and which very religious even background. more than that, do you feel like someone can have their their faith, their religion and come out? Like we're, we're spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. my mom was raised Jewish. My dad was raised Christian. So I have faith and I believe in what I believe in. But do you feel like someone can grow up in your background, stay in that religious side of it? And wow come out then out of all the questions this is like a, this is to me it's it's a very i still go and my i still struggle mm-hmm. um because i am very spiritual mm-hmm. but i have to say i was raised you know very religious mm-hmm. saturday church school sunday church school church on wednesdays three three different things on sunday and um a lot of me growing up was hearing the preacher in the pulpit see this is getting very controversial but i'm gonna speak my truth i'm um, the preacher in the pulpit pulpit preaching how wrong it was to feel the way i feel which made me hate myself mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. longer than i wanted to mm-hmm. i would say until i met your mother and came out mm-hmm. so that was really hard being very devout to my religion and believing everything and loving god and jesus and mm-hmm. reading my bible but then you have this person standing up there telling me that this part of me is like a demon and is evil yeah. um that hurt and then my thing is that i read the bible mm-hmm. and what i see in the bible is that all sins are equal and here this reverend standing up here telling me this and i know he's had affairs mm-hmm. 
with people in the in the I because people talk in church. I'm like, are we gonna keep this people in? Talk I don't in know. church. Well, you can do it, <laughs> whatever you want to do with it. Gluttony is a, is is a sin just as much as supposedly being gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's got three cars. Mm-hmm. suits and rings all over his finger. So you're preaching against one sin and telling me I'm bad. Why? Well, I know you're committing other sins. Yeah. You're just spotlighting on something because society mm-hmm. is telling you to spotlight on it and mm-hmm. pulling people together. So that yeah, really hard. was hard for me. So yeah. I really, I didn't want to lose my religion and my faith in God and mm-hmm. how I feel spiritual. So what I did was I raised my kids with all the beliefs. Mm-hmm. Be a good person. Mm-hmm. Do unto others as you do. Don't lie. Be truthful with mm-hmm. all these wonderful things mm-hmm. without the backlash of of hating yourself yeah and of course everyone's experience with their churches different. is different um i'm talking about so that was experience. his experience yeah. so we're not saying that all of them are no. like that but i do think it's a beautiful thing to still hold on to that faith and hold on to the values and the beliefs but still live your truth i hold and on to my faith without the self-judgment yeah and you can have your place of gratitude mm-hmm. and all these different things whether you're going to church or you're doing it in your bed i always say you know what however you want to practice your faith is is beautiful and, exactly. and great and i was yeah. like oh are you gonna yeah. get you know, we- being a black man as well do mm-hmm. you feel like that has made it harder for you my throat just gurgled sorry <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like that has in ways you know in the black community does that make it harder um, or no you haven't had that experience it's- i would say before leaving my small town growing up yes I never thought about that now as a black man no and then that's couple I would say many so years no but yes in the black community growing up especially during the 70s and the 80s you know if somebody was throwing didn't throw right you throw like a girl or you know you mm-hmm. like those kind of things that you hear from your uncles and mm-hmm. cousins growing up when, when and someone it's like a negative right when someone was being yeah. a little more feminine so what made me what that made me do I wasn't a big sports fan what that made me do is get into martial arts because even if I was going to be a little feminine I don't like taking shit <laughs> so if you're going to say something to me I was going to kick your ass to my face. right exactly so yeah. me being a tall guy like I'm six two and a half mm-hmm. so I was like springing up yeah so no one dared you know even if I painted my nails or did something in the 80s it was a little more feminine I was always gr- like a group of the same people and they knew oh don't he's a black belt don't fuck with him <laughs> that reminded me too of like <laughs> I think it was middle school and this girl like was bullying the BS out of me I remember she was like I'm gonna fight you tomorrow meet me here at this time and I don't know if you remember this but I was like what do I do I can't fight you're like first of all we need to put you in karate classes yeah. and then number two you're like you need to show up yeah. otherwise she's gonna that you're scared. Torture you. She can torture you for the rest of your life. <laughs> and what did I do? I was terrified. What you know about that story is I was watching outside the whole time, like <laughs> peeking on you, because I was like, this little girl show up, I'm getting my drawn. But you I showed up. <laughs> but I showed up and, and I waited there for five minutes. Homegirl didn't even exactly. show up. Because would you a bully <laughs> would a bully do? In your gets, face. Mm-hmm. I don't know violence, but you showed up. But I guarantee you, if you didn't show up for the rest of that school year, she was gonna be on you. She was just jealous of my hair. She said I had a weave and that my hair was fake I said I bought it girl so <laughs> get out of my face <laughs> and then she was like I'm gonna you need to hate you. us hate us hate us <laughs> okay what advice would you give to a fellow young man wow. that you know or men of all ages yeah. that are scared to come out and don't feel like they have anyone to talk to I'm gonna break that into two if you're living at home and you depend on the people that are raising you to for, to eat to live to sleep before I tell people before you come out 
to those people that kind of control your life, um, make sure you have a safe place. Just in case it doesn't turn out like my story where my parents were accepting or, or Kira's parents. Um, some parents are just not going to be accepting. Might not ever. Hopefully it just take them a minute, but might not ever. Have a safe place to go that if it does, that conversation doesn't go the way you want it to go, that and you I'll, go there. And I'll list below some resources for if you do need someone to talk to that you can get help or get advice or just have someone if you don't feel like it's a safe place. Right. Now, child, if you pay your own bills, you're your own boss. If they can't get with the program, see your way out. That would be my advice. Be you. Life is too short for you to live your life for someone else's thoughts or dreams or what they think or what box they want to put you in. Trust me, the more and more I become me and who I want to truly be in my mm -hmm. life, long as it's not hurting anybody else, mm -hmm. is the happier I am every day. Okay. So if you're paying your own bills and doing your own thing, if they can't get with the program, you don't need them in your life. What if it's not, you know, the people around them, but that inner shame that we were talking about earlier where they don't want to like accept it? I used to pray, as they say, pray to get away. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that. You've never heard that? It makes that? me so sad that you oh my did God. that I grew up, I was raised very religious. Yeah. Um, and it was pray the gay away. And, and look, I didn't even know what bisexual was. And I just thought I just thought I was a freak. Because growing up, before the age of 12, 13, again, late 70s, early, mm -hmm. I don't know what bisexual was. Yeah. I knew there were straight people and I knew there were gay people. That mm -hmm. people, you know, I, I just, that's all I knew. Yeah. The way that I found out about bisexuality, I was with an older cousin mm -hmm. who had a Playboy magazine. Mm -hmm. And he was flipping through the Playboy magazine reading about the centerfold mm -hmm. and he said oh she's bisexual i'm like trying not to like what is that yeah. oh that means she's into girls and guys i had to like literally play in my face not to be almost like oh my god there's other people like me and that's why <laughs> the visibility is so important because I if you don't have that you feel alone and that's the worst thing to feel but in this world is to feel like you don't have a community and you don't have a place in this world where you're accepted and all that we want as humans is to find people honestly and it's true that have the same beliefs the same core values that have even maybe you know they when they say like a couple looks like siblings like sometimes people literally want people that look like themselves like right. you just want to feel like there is something in this world that you can relate to and feel secure in well you babe know? that's what goes back to when we first started talking you said that people always like well, why do you always put your bisexual dad oh yeah that goes right back to that because you want people to see it because yeah. you want them to feel not alone and like they're the only one exactly. and it's not like i care that you say that you mm -hmm. know you want people to see that this is a father who has a committed relationship a long committed relationship to a, uh, to my mother yeah, who people loves get... his kids and you throw this little thing in a mix where people wouldn't put that in the mix you yeah. wouldn't see that on a network tv mm -hmm. show you wouldn't see that really in the movies but this is my real life and this you want people you want to share that yeah so it could be very easy for you me being in a heterosexual sexual relationship not to say that yeah things would be easier for you if you did not say it but the fact that you want to say it mm -hmm. is you want other people out there to be like oh so i can do that and i can be who i am i guess the majority of the comments are always so beautiful but a lot of the time people are like oh you're doing this for views and stuff like that but i'm sorry growing up once again my voice is doing that thing and if it is I'm for views if it is for views great more people see it great yay to me <laughs> to me it's truly being that little girl and not seeing it enough on my tv screen and the people that i looked up to and I want to do that. Yep. That is my main goal, honestly, was first to get onto social media to feel accepted myself and find a community when I didn't really feel like that. I was way more introverted mm -hmm. than I am now, you know, growing up. But in general, it is to bring awareness to things that I believe in 
and I think we are a family that we stick by each other we trust each other we love each other and we accept each other for mm. all the things we can get all each other's nerves but we love oh, each sometimes other sometimes I swear I just <laughs> but for you guys to maybe feel like we can be a community and what do they say you're their internet family or can we get adopted by the greens like this is where you can get adopted this is where we can have those conversations that growing up we would have at the dinner table we were not allowed to have phones at the table but it was because we all lived different lives when you're in a big family so when you sit down and you eat food together it's such a time to like talk to each other and communicate and i remember people still think that's crazy here that we had dinner like as long as we could yeah we um until your late teens we would have dinner together as a family no phones every night yeah you know and um it was people would say oh my god you guys didn't have any phones i mean i don't think it was as big when you guys were that young but i think it's a good thing to no, have. my sister tori was always on her phone yeah. but yeah it was just i remember having you know not every day was bad but you know teenage hormones and all that drama. stuff and just feeling also school is hard because people can be really really cruel at that time in your life and you're just trying to like survive and I just remember always coming home and I would get so excited because I knew by the end of dinner being able to talk eat mommy's food and just like have time with my family in a yeah. safe place my, I could I could go to sleep that night lay my head on the pillow and be like okay I'm ending it yeah, even if it I beautiful. got bullied or like felt some type of way or failed a test like at least I'm going to sleep and I have my family and we when did were you able ever to fail talk. a test she was a straight A student what, when did you ever fail you a know, test I'm just saying examples okay <laughs> But yeah, straight like, <laughs> But I mean, daddy, daddy, daddy. Thank Dude. you so much. This is over. I know. Oh. I'm like, I could talk here all day, but my brother's doing the whole production and editing. I don't want to make his life a nightmare. Many more to come. Um, many more conversations to be had. By the way, your outfit, girl. <sighs> Thank you. I need a powder like you, though. I'm a little shiny. I know. I, <laughs> I should have put some powder on your face. Should we do my dad's makeup next time? <laughs> makeup. But, um, makeup. No, thank but you. thank you so much. I'm so happy that you were my first guest yeah. and that you felt open enough to come on here and share. And we're just going to get deeper and deeper each time and get to know you guys more. And yeah, thank I love you. you. Thank you. I love you too, baby. And thank you so much because stuff like this makes me grow too. Because even sitting here talking, I know we have these conversations together, mm-hmm. but every time we do, I, I, some Something else clicks in my mind. Oh, yeah, that's why this is and this is why that is. So thank you for being you and pushing me to be me. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> thank you, guys, if you've made it this far or the first 10 seconds. I don't really care. I'm so excited for this. Many more videos to come. I love you all. Who do you want to see next? And we're going to go to dinner now, yeah, actually, yeah. with our family I'm, I'm and always say what I have say that to, time. Yeah, I'm always say what I said to you guys. Um, Be kind to yourself and don't hide from yourself because you got to always look in the mirror, baby. And what do we say to wrap this beautiful podcast? Thank you for having coffee with Kira. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.